welcome to Duck Blind. I'm Jill Schroeder, and this is our podcast from Grey Duck Gallery here in Austin, Texas. Today I'll be chatting with local artist Tammy Rubin. Her exhibition, Faithful, runs through December 18th. Hey, Tammy. Hi, how are you? I'm <laughs> doing all right. How are you doing? Good. Seems like we've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> you are well known for your Always and Forever series of conical porcelain forms, but with this exhibition, you are expanding into plotted pen ink drawings, murals, masonite pran fairs, and much more. Tell me what led you to these different materials and forms. So as I was thinking about this show, Faithful, um, I was thinking about all of the information and kind of the research that I do and how to take the information that I use that are carved and to drawn onto like the surfaces of the Always and Ever series and kind of bring them to the like the foreground. And so this became really a way for me to kind of experiment with these other materials and experiment with that information in a 2D format to keep that kind of materiality to bring um, imagery into the work. So I'm using these kind of mundane images from family photos. Um, a lot of family photos, like these are not like high quality photos, but they're like photos of the moment of when they were taken. Um, and thinking about that as black citizenship, like these like kind of images of Americana. And so they're the plotted drawings and the prayer fans are working in the same vernacular, but like slightly different. I think of the prayer fans really as a way to think of a, a everyday object as like memorial and like what is being memorialized, these kind of um, really particular actions, these actions that are like this kind of like faith in, um, you know, not only like something, the great beyond, but this idea of like faith in, you know, yourself, in your, you know, your country and your actions, um, this faith that you're having, having to kind of move forward. And the idea of this, like, take away this thing that you kind of can take away in church as a memoriam. I think that's really kind of interesting. So, um, I'm kind of concentrating mostly on um not just but mostly on women like women in my family and thinking about their kind of journeys and struggles and how they're thinking about the decisions that they've made the choice that that they have had the choices that i have uh the fact that the choices that women have is continuously uh evolving mm. uh all the time uh-huh uh-huh and um within a society like striving forward but also thinking of like how do you place yourself within the future so looking at the past to think about the present to place myself in, and others like me in the future. The plotted drawings um, are a way kind of a push pull. So I'm using, you know, imagery, images that already exist, but I was trying to find a way of both dealing with the figure and also removing the figure. So to make them, you know, specific, but also like to pull away information. And so that's where the plotted drawings um, came. So they're manipulated through, um, you know, different software techniques that I'm using and then plotting the drawing. And as the drawing is being plotted, um, this idea of like how the, the actual, you know, machine is now acting in place of the hands and what kind of abstraction takes place through like these incidents that happen within um the actual machine drawing. How how did you decide what to combine with the images of the people in your family? So I was thinking of them in particular time periods and thinking about location and milestones 
like historical milestones that were were happening around the same time. So there's one um, fan called Church Elders, which is a photograph of my grandmother and her uh, church, you know, the basically the church ladies, like the ladies mm-hmm. aid. Um, and I was thinking about, you know, she lived in Memphis and thinking about the fact that, you know, the MLK, um, Dr. Martin Luther King was killed in Memphis and he was killed specifically um, during the sanitation um, protest that was happening. So you, what you see there is this image of these black women in space during this time period. And then also like this other um, representation of what was happening uh, through the, I am a man um, protest imagery. Okay. And then at the bottom, there's also this image of um, kind of uh, pastries and my grandfather, my grandmother's husband, um, first husband um, was a pastry chef. And so I was also thinking about this other ideas of labor. So we have the sanitation hmm. workers on strike. My grandmother was a domestic worker. My grandfather was um, a chef. And then thinking about this idea of the like the labor and black labor and specifically like what is the like how black labor is viewed and what kind of um um like agency or like what kind of reverence is given to this idea of labor. So um, I think it's interesting because while we're looking at the, while that I am the man, I am a man um, protest image is pretty iconic. Thinking about the other protests where you have black domestic workers who um, are boycotting um, in other places from like the buses and things like that and right. how that creates this disruption and, and you know, this push pull with even in these protest movements of like how women protest is being seen versus how like the dominant protests of men is being seen. Yes. So it's really, really yes. loaded, but I'm doing it through this like really mundane image of something that, you know, other people are, is familiar, are familiar with. And so kind of pairing them within like a visual kind of like coding, um, that you see. So this idea of like the push pull of those it, various images that are, um, you know, and playing with like the opacity of them and, and how they're like placed, um, next to each other or within each other in the same image. And then using the Masonite as kind of a stand in for like an everyday kind of throwaway material, but also as kind of like skin color. So mm. like, like the base. Okay. So. Okay. Um, speaking of loaded images, um, across from the prayer fans are the the Jesus shelf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wonder if you could talk a little bit about those sculptures. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this idea of faith, the faith has the church was really important in my upbringing. It's important in my family. I went to parochial school. You know, at some point, though, there becomes this uh, rift where like this image, this not only just the image, but like the, the way that religion is talked about that doesn't seem to reflect my everyday experience. Um, kind of 
you know, they split, you know what I mean? So the mm-hmm. things that I saw that were happening, like, for instance, the church that I went to was a Lutheran church. Uh, it had been a predominantly white church uh, on the south side of Chicago. And then, you know, white flight happened. And so you still had these white families. So it's probably half white, half black. But these white families are now like coming back into the neighborhood to go to the church into a place that they no longer live. Um, and, you know, while you're supposed to be a uh, community when you're there, you're, you're divided. And that divided mm-hmm. within the church is, you know, what you see in Chicago. It's a very highly segregated, um, city. Um, and so I was thinking about this idea of like the iconic Jesus and how, what that Jesus looks like, um, doesn't necessarily work for a lot of people anymore and how to manipulate that iconic image. And so basically I'm taking these, the casts of uh, this Jesus, iconic Jesus and changing it. So it's moving the clay around off these casts so that they become like these new forms. So this is also Jesus. So this is also Jesus. So this is also Jesus. (laughs) Like any of these images can be, you know, your religion can be an iconic image for your faith. You know, it doesn't have to be this one thing. We can break that mold. You know, why are we still holding on to it? Like, what is the point? Um, And who benefits from that? And so I think that, you know, it's really also like absurd and playful. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They're very kind of absurd and playful. But also thinking about like the structure of the, like the bone structure of that iconic Jesus is really interesting. And so thinking about um, the way that other, um, uh, you know, kind of, I'm putting in quotes, like gods have been portrayed um, of through like kind of in an art history of like what their, like what their like bone structure looks like. So one has kind sure. of like a very like Roman, almost strong like strong jaw, jaw you know, <laughs> and I'm using like that strong jaw that's coming. I'm basically sculpting that out of the beard that that original cast comes from so yeah so that beard now becomes the strong jaw right um and then making these additions like are they kind of ears or are they kind of like mini halos or like these you know protrusions that are on the head um and then so that's two of them and the other third sculpture are the more original casts and they're um facing facing each other and they're staring at each other. There's a very like little negative space in between them. And, um, that's the white, uh, Christian nationalist versus Christian. And, um, I find it interesting that, you know, people are trying to normalize the idea of Christian nationalists mm-hmm. as if it is not like loaded with white supremacy right. and racism. Right? right. Um, and this like kind of normalization of that and that in some ways the, like the media to me is very much a part of that because they don't ask when these individuals are saying Christian, like, well, what faith are you talking about? What denomination? Right. Because there are denominations that are very political and their politics and their religion is based in white supremacy and it is not accidental. Um, and so I, you know, this idea of like, what is the difference? And why aren't we defining that when people say Christians? Why are we letting just like one segment of Christian, of these kind of people who are calling themselves Christians take over for all of the representations of Christianity when that's not accurate um, or true? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so funny. It's so funny. They, they are. They are funny. Yeah. Um, so... 
I like to think that the main icons in the room mm-hmm. are the two huge um, conical forms. Um, they're this beautiful blue. So I'm wondering if you can talk about why you decided to go that large, um, what the the color blue means to you, and then maybe at the end talk about the items that are um, hanging from each piece. Yeah, so, you know, I was, you know, I've asked and I've been thinking about, you know, how to make these particular forms larger and if they were larger, why and what would they look like, look like and what, you know, what would be the format of them. And so... Um, I was thinking of these as something that you would wear. So these are like kind of like um, very much in the tradition of, you know, headdresses. And so as we think about like, you know, any I, I'm looking more at like West African headdresses, but like you can look at any kind of um, mask shamanistic um, kind of forms like that. And so I built them in relation to my own body as if like if I put them on like where would where you know how big would they be you know and how large would they make me and what would they be like and this think about thinking about like again reformating your idea of faith like if I'm making I'm making these items and if I'm making like some sort of physical representation of like a faith what does that look like for me it's you know very common to be having like having some idea of like offering or gifts Mm. or um, kind of like um, memento or kind of like um, something that's taken away or a dormant on these kind of like God goddess figures. And so um, that's what these things are. So for me, I'm like looking at, um, you know, like what are these things that are both kind of like mundane, but also um, kind of filled with like, visual like weight that I could put onto these particular forms. And so a lot of them are like, you know, dipped kind of like twine, dipped, um, you know, other ceramic forms, these kind of like things that are, are going to burn out. So they're, they're organic and then they burn away and then you kind of left with the cast of these. Sure. And those are put onto the form. So there are a lot of holes. There are holes there. And the idea is like, are they being given? Are these things being given or are these things being taken away? Will you, can you continue to add on it? Um, I think one example of that is like the wish, the wishes that, you know, you take a piece of paper, you put a, yep. yeah, kind of like a prayer or a wish. I mean, I guess there's not really a difference between those two, really, if you think about sure. it. Sure. Um, and then you <laughs> add it to that, right? Like you add it to this kind of like tree form or some sort of like figure. Um, and so I really like the idea that they, as you enter into that back room, it's, um, it becomes a different kind of space, um, with the murals that are there, with the representations of like this Christian Jesus form that is kind of a transporting space. So I feel like that blue, like, is something that does that. It feels like it's becomes, um, spiritual or on another, like otherworldly on another plane. You know, blue is the water, it's the sky, it's um, having conversations with art history as like other artists are using this color blue, thinking about how this is a blue I see in like churches being used as like the the ceiling of like, you know, like kind of these um, church ceilings and things like that. Um, and just this kind of spiritual other place that kind of blue seems to represent for me. Yeah, it definitely has that feel. I love, I love the whole show, but I love the back room too. That's just just stand in the middle and 
and sit in that transporting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all the questions I have. Is there anything else you wanted to add that we've skipped or? No, um, I would just say, you know, thank you for your support for the show. Um, and there is a talk that's on December 10th. 10th. Yes. Yes. December at 2 p.m. At 2 p.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> so please, people come out. Um, and then, yeah, enjoy the show and or not, but whichever. <laughs> you can find me on social media and let me know. All right. Okay. okay. Thank you, Tammy. I want to thank Tammy Rubin for joining me on this podcast. Her exhibition, Faithful, will run through December 18th. I would also like to thank Scott David Gordon for producing the show and the Black Drum Set for letting us use their song, A Dangerous Drive. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.